going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 119 of the Geeks of the Race podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with Joe Morgan. Gadzooks. And Shelly Walter. Hello. Today we're going to be talking about the Death Stranding cast, the faith of a Black Panther actress, and a new look at Krypton. But first, special shout-outs to our Patreons at patreon.com slash Grace, Scott Phillips, and Jordan Garner. And thank you so much for donating. And speaking of donations... The pledge drive's coming up. We're starting to sound a little bit like K-Love. <laughs> starting yeah, to get there. You don't want to turn us off yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, we're done with this this pledge drive stuff. Our pledge drive is a lot of fun. It is not obnoxiously annoying. On Thursday at 5 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, it's 8 o'clock Eastern at twitch.tv slash Grace. We'll be streaming video games for 72 hours straight. It's it's so much fun. All of us will be there. Yeah, you'll get to, and not at the same time. Sometimes, yeah. There's gonna be a few times where a lot of times we will be, yeah, play together multiplayer stuff. Speedrunners is kind of a classic for pledge drive. So there'll probably mm-hmm. be a couple rounds of speed. Some brawlhalla, or yeah, brawlhalla for sure. So, yeah. well, plus two, we'll have the podcast an hour every night. Oh yeah. So look forward to we'll that be there for that as well. We're gonna be playing some 20 questions. We decided I need to find some answers for you guys to ask about. I haven't done that yet. It's going to be a ton of fun. And you can donate by going to youcaring.com slash 2018 pledge drive. If you would like to completely free to watch though. I'm so excited for it. Yeah. I'm only now it's always a good time. I feel bad. I'm only like now getting pumped about it because I've been so focused on everything else the last couple of weeks. But now I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh, it's like actually happening soon. So I'm getting excited. Yeah. I spent Thursday and Friday just working on Pledge Drive stuff for hours. Wow. I sat down tonight after work and was like, oh, that's this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's coming up fast. Yeah. Get your Red Bull. Get your snacks. Get your water and your substance food. <laughs> so you can last through the weekend. Health. Shelly's a better person than me. Or you can fast the entire time. <laughs> you could fast the entire time. That's true as well. I, for those who don't know, I, I don't know, Joe, maybe we can cut this out if you don't want it, but I, I fast, I do intermittent fasting, so I only eat eight hours a day. Joe and has been doing I'm fasts. trying. Yeah, I, I just finished a 26-hour fast today. Wow. So, and I'm going to try to do several more of those, a few more of those this week at least. Awesome. Joe trying to lose weight. I'm trying to gain weight with it, but it's supposed to help with uh, not gaining a lot of fat when you're gaining weight. And mine's actually, I, I'm okay with leaving this in the podcast if we want to. Okay. Mine's actually combination. Um, I've never really fasted with a focus on prayer either. Oh, yeah. And I have, I have medical reasons to fast for prayer right now too. So I didn't want to break my fast today, but I wasn't feeling well, so I did. And I'm mm. going to be right back on it as soon as we finish recording. So, One of the first times I ever fasted, I think I've told this story in the podcast before, but it was a 24-hour fast, completely religious. And I went to Walmart, and they were giving free samples of sirloin steak. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> who does that? Right? That never <laughs> happens. Uh, I, was, I was so mad. And so I, I put one in my mouth because I wasn't thinking about it. I wasn't thinking about my fast. I was like, there's steak at Walmart. This is awesome. And I had to spit it out. 
I, I did catch myself before At I swallowed it. At least you caught yourself. Yeah, yeah, you're like, oh no. <laughs> and then the person was like, you don't, you don't like it? And I was like, no, it's delicious. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, that was weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I explained it to him. I think I was so like down. Yeah. I was. <laughs> LJ says it was a mistake. <laughs> that's, that's better than doing the same thing with donuts at work. Oh, did you do that? I have not, but I've gotten real close to wanting to break a fast for donuts before. Donuts are so good. Uh, poor listeners. Hope you guys are into a little, little bit of health talk. <laughs> I'm hungry, guys. Dang it. Hey, this is this is religion. This is it faith is, based. No, fasting yeah, is true. definitely faith based. That's why it's called fasting and not a diet. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. It's true. So it's different. My my intermittent fasting isn't faith based at all. That's fair. I I sleep and then I eat at noon. Yeah. yeah, and that's my I, best. I've gotten used to drinking black coffee and not eating breakfast at all. Oh wow! So that's that's just normal for me now. And mm-hmm. neither of those those things were ever even options before because I love <laughs> breakfast, and I always got creamer in my coffee. So, see, I don't fast on purpose. I just don't have a lot of food at college. <laughs> uh, not even that oh. I don't have a lot of access to food. I do have access to food. I'm just lazy when it comes to cooking and getting food. So that's that's all that's about. I'm just like, yeah, I didn't eat enough today, but it's not because I t- intentionally did that. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's get in some geeking out. I we I mentioned that we're going to be watch talking about Black Panther, the actress and her faith. Before we get into that, that's coming. That's later on in the show. I just me and Joe watched the movie, and so I wanted to kind of go over our thoughts. Without yeah. spoilers, because I have Spoiler not free. seen it yet. <laughs> Without spoilers. Yay. Uh, there will be, if you, I, I, this is a disclaimer, I guess. If you've watched the trailer, oh, yeah. have not watched the trailers, trailers, don't listen. But I don't know why you would if you haven't, if you're that kind of a purist with movies. So in the trailers, did they, I guess, show um, the movie as being what? You know, something it could have been, and then you watch the movie, and there was just, like, so much more that you, like, didn't expect, I suppose. And in contrast okay. to, like, most trailers with most movies, I suppose. Yeah, so they didn't Batman vs. Superman, the movie. Right. Where they show... Is it... It wasn't Doomsday. I don't know. Was it Doomsday? I don't know. Either way, they showed the major part yeah, of Batman yeah, yeah. vs. Superman, everyone was really mad. Right, okay. Then that's... Uh, yeah, I good. would say that there was more to the movie than what the trailer showed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. There are a lot of... <sighs> I'm, I'm trying to, like, word everything without without giving spoilers. Killmonger, who is the villain, he is yeah. uh, deeper than they show in the movie. I don't understand this thing of him being the best villain we've seen so far. That's what I've heard. I'm like, everyone loves this villain. I'm like, okay, sure. Why he... Because from the trailers, again, from the trailers, he looks like the very sort of um, stereotypical Marvel villain where it's like, here's this guy who's very similar to the hero, but the hero has to fight him and essentially conquer himself again or something like that. So that is definitely Every sort of what the trailer shows. So it's good hearing um, that that might not be necessarily the case in the sense of like, it's not shallow villain, right? Yeah. yeah. Cool. I mean, he is, they, they st- stick with their formula. Yeah. 
Black Panther goes against another. You can't. You can't change Panther. everything that happens in the trailers, right? But right. You can add. Uh, but he has. Yeah. He has more motivation than most mm-hmm. villains in Marvel movies, like Red Skull. Want to take over the world? No particular reason. Yeah. Killmonger wants the tech. That's it. No reason why he wants the tech. He just does. Uh, no, no, no. There's, there's reason why he wants the tech. Not Killmonger. Sorry. Uh, Iron, Ironmonger. What? That's what is name? Ironmonger? Iron Man. What was Iron Man's villain's <laughs> name? In the first Iron Man. In the first. Oh, I know you talk. About, I don't remember his name. I'm right. His name's Ironmonger. That's confusing but yes okay <laughs> that's, that's they're yeah, very i don't know is it just me or are marvel movies very unclear about the names of their villains like i feel like yes i, I think never, they do that on purpose they, okay because i feel like i can never remember the names of villains except for like loki loki doesn't yeah. count so they usually use their names instead of the, like the villainous names right like i i can't remember what ant-man's villain was named it, was, it wasn't the wasp it must have been yeah, it wasn't the wasp. I don't remember. Hornet? What's the other? Hornet. Yeah. The Hornet. The and yellow then, jacket. And then yeah, like it was in, yellow jacket. In Iron Man 3, they said the Mandarin, the Mandarin. But then if you haven't seen the third Iron Man, you should have at this point. So I'm not going to. It's yeah. not It's not the Mandarin. He's not the main villain. So it's just kind of. Right. Yeah. They usually use their real names instead of using their villain name. Right. I, so I really enjoyed that. I thought that was, they did a really good job with the villain. I don't know if he's the best. I think that Spider-Man's villain had a lot of depth. Probably oh, just as much. I really like Spider-Man's villain. Loki is always going to be my favorite, but I know that at this point he's become overrated to people. They're tired <laughs> of Loki. Aww. I, I will say this, without spoiling anything, I feel like there's an there's a scene after the credits mm-hmm. that should have been in the movie, not after the credits. Okay. Was it the first after? I think credits that should have been a core. Should have been like a core piece of it. It should have been a core piece of the film, I believe. That would have been cool. Yeah. Instead, I... they made it an afterthought, and I feel like that should have been central to the theme of the story. I also was really happy with the fact that it is not another Guardians of the Galaxy. Know a lot of people really worried with that, with the way that Thor Ragnarok oh, yeah. went. Very funny. Everyone figured it was going to be super humorous. It does have funny moments, which has become a staple of Marvel now, but... There were felt, not that many, though. Yeah, it felt very on par with what you saw in Winter Soldier, yeah. Civil War. And I'll say this, uh, the guy that does Gollum's voice, my mind yeah. just blanked. Andy Circus. He is Andy Circus, yeah. Andy Circus. That dude is he has gotten so big, like literally physically so big since he did the the Lord of the Rings films. Was he he's, a skinny dude? Yes. He's he is jacked now. That dude I didn't is, realize that. He is stout. He is an amazing, amazing actor. Man. He plays a real jerk. <laughs> um, yes, that's true. He he does. He a good is a villain. Jerk. What you yeah. guys were talking about with like the humor thing, um, I think it's really interesting. I was talking to my roommate today actually about, um, and I'll I'll talk about it a little bit with my geeking out section, but we're just gonna 
tried to be to watch more Marvel movies just in preparation for Infinity War, you know, mm-hmm. just to make sure we're all caught up and know what we're all the context. That I would goes have no into geeking it. out at all because I'm going to chime in with you on that. Yeah, <laughs> but um, and I was talking about Winter Soldier, and I said, yeah, I know a lot of people who you know Winter Soldier is their favorite Marvel movie, and they're just like, really, really, <laughs> like they're very surprised because at this point it's like people's favorite is one of the funny ones like Guardians of the Galaxy or right. Thor Ragnarok, which is fine. But at this point, you have to compare them differently because it's... And we talked about this a little bit on the podcast before, how they're just going to subgenres. So there's Thor Ragnarok and Guardians of the Galaxy and they're just, you know, superhero comedy. But then there's right. Winter Soldier and it's sort of the more classic superhero um, thing. And it's, I guess, encouraging to hear that Black Panther's that way too because I don't want them to just get rid of all of that because it's still good so yeah i i still say that winter soldier is objectively the best movie they've made i like guardians of the galaxy more it's my favorite movie out of all of them right but i like comedy yeah exactly. winter soldier was so well written and i think it was one of the first ones to really break out of the genres it was yeah. the first one that went with this like spy espionage thing that you would see more in like a james bond movie that's than a superhero true movie. yeah and it was the first one to really kind of do that mm-hmm. and make a story out of these superheroes that wasn't just a another superhero story. Yeah, I think it's just cool how well they're forming these movies around the characters because they're not trying, you know, originally it's like we're trying to put these funny characters into more serious movies. It's not really working. And now it's like, okay, we have these funny characters. Let's make a funny movie from it. Or we take these yeah. serious characters, we're not going to throw them into a funny movie, or we're going to make more serious movie out of it. So, that's cool. Infinity War is going to be really interesting. Oh, yeah. What the heck? I I would assume <laughs> yeah. they're going to ground Guardians a little bit more. Or just make them the comic relief. Yeah. But it's going to be really weird to see such funny characters in a much more serious movie. It's hard to be funny when you're being thrown around by a purple monster. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see. So overall, uh, out of a score of 10, just off the top of your head, Joe, 10 being the highest. <laughs> One being the highest. <laughs> 10. <laughs> I, I really liked the film. Uh, I had a few things that I wasn't too sure about. I'd probably give it an 8. Okay. Solid. 8 seems safe. I, I think I would go with an 8, too. An 8 is great. Eight I don't know what great, weak, safe. An eight is a good score. Yeah, it's safe. I mean, it's a great it's a good movie. movie. Eight's it's a safe thing. You can't you say ten, you're gonna get backlash. It's you not say a under ten eight, to me. People are gonna give you backlash. It, it wasn't is a it, ten to me. It, I, I really like the characters, but is it your like top said, in your top five favorite Marvel movies? Personally, yeah, it may be a five. Okay, maybe. I'd have yeah. to sit down and really think about it. I, I like the I like the movie. There, there's a lot that I feel like I'm not qualified to talk to. If you know what I'm getting at, right? And so, mm-hmm. I, I feel like, and and some of that is is central to the motivations of the villain. Mm-hmm. And yep, so I, I know exactly where you come from. And, and that's why I think the after scene belongs in the movie. I, it's it's two sides of the coin. Right. And I would like to think that the way that the way that the Black Panther 
and his and his team views that is is how we should all view that. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely. Uh, but, it's hard but without think, getting into spoilers. Yeah, it is the, the villain. It's a social plight that he's dealing with, that we all deal with. But I don't, I don't have a good way to speak to it, coming from the background that I come from. So, right. yeah, I, I don't think he's the best villain we've seen so far. But I really do hope that Marvel learns from the build of that villain, and they use that in their, uh, give them giving them a backstory that matters. Well, that's what I was going to say. That his. The backstory that he comes from is a real-world problem that that society needs to address. Yeah. Now, he he wanted to go about it the wrong way, but <laughs> but it, it is a real problem. Yeah, and that makes it you know you're kind of torn. You're like you, you can re- when you can relate with the villain. I think there's there's a lot of strength there. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. I'm very going on for that, Joe. I'm what very else excited to see that movie. movie. Nope. Also, right before we do that, I did. I wanted to point this out. The Tolkien white guys. I did not understand that joke until I saw them sitting in the same room during the movie. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I said that and joke I was like, all oh, the time. Tolkien. Tolkien. Because it's the J.R.R. Tolkien. Smeagol. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they're the Tolkien. Tolkien. Yeah. White guys. Yeah. I. I laughed at it just because I thought they were the token white guys <laughs> in the movie. Well, they both had roles in J.R.R. Tolkien films. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it now. Um, other stuff I'm geeking out about. I've finished listening to the audiobook for Ready Player One. Yeah. Oh. So I'm ready for that film to come out. What if they cancel it? I still enjoyed listening to the book. <laughs> That's good. I need to. Refresh. I would hate to see them cancel it. I need to refresh my memory on the book because it's been so long. Since I've read it, I just need to reread like a summary to be like, oh right, that's what happens. I only remember specific yeah. Spark details. Notes. So I haven't started any other audiobooks yet, but I have the full what is it, the Stormlight Archive yes. trilogy. Yes. That's one like hundred and forty hours of, of audio. Yeah. My goodness, I've <laughs> so got worth like, it. <laughs> I could listen to half an hour a day for the next four years and probably not finish it all. It's so good. Wow, yeah. No, nah, it's it's a lot of content. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I finished doing that, and then I've been playing a few things this week. Um, Final Fantasy fourteen. I finally finished the main story in the base game, so I'm still okay. going through and doing this, the storyline stuff to get through the expansion content. Um, one that I've turned around on. I've been playing Kingdom Come Deliverance. I initially was super frustrated with that game, and yeah, you were. I'm I'm 10 to 12 hours in now, and a lot of the things I had problems with, I think they might still be cumbersome, unnecessary, but I understand okay. why the devs put them in now, and they're not that bad to deal with where I'm at now, because now I know, like, hey, I need to keep an eye on my fatigue meter, and if I get tired, you know, go pay two groschen to spend a night in the inn. If I'm getting hungry, hey, I need to go poach a deer and eat and then don't get caught by the king's guard or something. <laughs> yeah. Like but I think I'm frustrated with the combat in that game. One-on-one's fine. It's fun. 
when you're outnumbered, it's brutal because it plays like for honor where you're picking a, a direction to strike from and you're concentrating on mm-hmm. one foe. Well, you can still get attacked from two or three directions at once if you're outnumbered, which makes it super frustrating and unfair. But one-on-one, it's good. But Is it online? Like, is no, it, it is all single player. Okay. It is it is I single so. player. Think, uh, think like Skyrim, but no magic. Fourteen hundreds Bohemia. Okay. And the main character's name is Henry. Henry is one of the most relatable main story characters I have literally ever seen in a video game. Wow. He is a great character, and they tell a really good story with him. And, and he gets caught up in a bunch of crazy stuff. There is some adult content in the game. I'll say that. F-bombs, nudity, um, that sort of stuff. I think there's even... I saw a story a, a few weeks ago about a, a, like a bad drug trip that he ends up going on because he gets... Somebody basically slips him a, a you know something in his drink sort of thing. So there's adult oh, so content. Cactus juice and... Avatar. Yeah. Big friendly mushroom. <laughs> I'm I'm very impressed with the story and the storytelling. The characters are great. If I had to levy one complaint against the storytelling, it's that some of the characters that, that are voice acted, they don't even try to do a, any sort of uh, accent on the characters. So it's oh. straight up American English reading oh, some of these man. lines that are meant to be in Britain. Yeah. But... But I really like the storytelling. I really like the storytelling so far. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to finishing the rest of it. Like, I was initially very turned off, didn't want to play it at all. And now I want to see this thing through. Okay. I, I went and got to look, and the main story, from what I could find, is about 40 hours long if you do no side quests. So. But Joe is not one to say, I want to finish a game. Not not very often. I do. I yeah. mean, I finish games, but I don't get hooked. It right. takes a lot to hook me. So, forty hours of cool. main content's a lot, but yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it. I'm surprised that I'm enjoying it as much as I am. Uh, I also picked up Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet. I didn't know if I would like this or not, but I saw that it was a third person shooter. Oh, I've that's tried cool. to get into the other Sword Art games. And they were very MMO kind of heavy in their what mechanics. What game does it take place in, does it say? Gal Gun or something. Gun Gale. Gun, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. So you're in that gun game. Huh. But I'm enjoying it just for a fun third-person shooter. Some goofy anime stuff. But it's it's just a fun third-person shooter to me right now. Okay. So uh, it's not RPG. It's got RPG elements. You're okay. still leveling up. You can grind out gear and get rare drops and that sort of thing. Like Gun Gale. Okay. Yeah. And that's I met cool. I met Kirito. Is that his name? Kirito? Yeah. Kirito? I think so. Oh, that's... Yeah. Oh, so you're not playing as Kirito. No, you are your own character. Did... Is Kirito... A guy? Yes. Oh, weird. And there's a, a girl in a pink outfit with him, I think. Pink outfit. There's a girl with him, and she, okay. they, they say that they've been through all the other games together. It's not Seno then. I'm so I'm, I'm going from the anime. Well, Kirito, the I, fact that I think he's a guy is, based is really on the anime. Because in the anime, spoilers for everyone, it's not really. It's a weird thing that they do. He becomes a girl. Just his his 
player skin. Avatar. Avatar, yeah, ends up being a girl in that game. And so there's they use it for humor. In where? Which game? In Gungale. That may still happen in this story then. Okay. Because I'm I'm only like three or four hours into the story on it. Yeah, it's so that's good. That whole know. season, he he plays as a, a female avatar, and he and hates you, it. You meet like his whole clan or squad or whatever they're called in that, and all that sort of stuff. So, or does he? I can't remember if he hates it. I think he like he's put off by it at first. He utilizes it a few times, and it's really and funny. You meet like the uncrowned queen, mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. So, and and I've got a, a some sort of AI sidekick yeah. that's with me. Oh wait. You're not curious though. I don't know. Sis something X. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But it makes me want to go watch the anime and figure out what's going on in the anime. Yeah. I love the fact that it is not a retelling of the anime, but you are a different character in this world. Yeah, I'm getting my own quests. I'm doing my own dungeon runs and everything. That's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. Like I said, and, and I'm enjoying it. Like, you can pick a bunch of different... You can equip two weapons at a time. Mm hmm and you can you know all the different armor and stuff but like you get skills you you literally take on roles in the game so you can either be like uh, a tank and you get tank skills that you have to focus on bunch of different types of weapons that you can pick like there're like 10 different kinds of guns you can pick from you can do light swords as well um and you got to want to watch the show Joe yeah i do want to watch the show now cuz i really am enjoying the game this, this game yeah you're going to appreciate the show and one thing i don't so like cool about the they, game mix yeah one thing i don't like about the game and i understand why they do it but it's it's all japanese voice acted oh there's, there's no english yet there is right, no english in the game so uh. written text but no no voice right but it is a fun third person shooter like I'm, I'm having fun with it and and it's something i can play mindlessly if i'll you know we were watching the kentucky ball game uh this weekend, and and I was able to just sit and mindlessly chew up mobs while we were watching the Kentucky game. So nice, sounds fun. And then I had all this extra XP and stuff to goof around with. Uh, and then finally, I've been playing Metal Gear Survive a little bit. Yeah, what do you think? It's better than I thought it would be, but I'm. That's not because I don't. I don't think there's going to be much of a story here. Honestly, I think the right. mechanics are fascinating. In that. It's, is it's it a survival. survival? Game. It is a hardcore survival, which okay. I didn't think I would like. Yeah. But it's a Metal Gear game, so I picked it up anyway to try. And you know, it's you can get dirty water and drink dirty water. Like you have to watch your health, your food and your water intake and your health. And if you go outside a certain zone, you have to have an oxygen tank on. Wow. So you have to okay. monitor your oxygen too. There are zombies all over the world. Uh, you got a bunch of different weapons and and stuff you can craft. You can put up walls, like, not walls, fences, chain link fences. You can craft Mm -hmm. those on the fly. And if you've got a spear, you can erect a wall. Zombies will attack the the fence wall. And, like, Walking Dead style, you can stab through the fence (laughs) to take down the zombies. Yeah. So, I'm I'm maybe three hours, three or four hours into that. And I'm I'm having fun with it, but I don't know how long that's going to stick with me. I'm just kind of poking around with it right now, and unless it gets a lot less cumbersome, it probably isn't one I'll stick with very long. But cool. uh, that's it for what I'm geeking out about. Getting into gaming news, they kind of teased something this week with Overwatch. 
I guess they released a short last week that showed uh, Reinhardt save Torbjorn, and he was kind of telling the story to his to to Torbjorn's daughter. I can't remember what her name was, but they have basically it, it's being speculated that she is going to be the next hero that they release into the game because there's been a history of Blizzard teasing these characters before they announce them for full release. Hmm. So yeah. there's a good chance that she, Torbjorn's daughter, is going to end up being the next the next uh, playable character. And she looks, cool. the character model looks really cool. She's got the cog tattoo on her shoulder and stuff. Looks pretty cool. Um, Death Stranding, the game that, that, uh, Metal Gear Solid former auteur, uh, is coming out with himself, is getting actors from The Last of Us and Days Gone. So... That's big. They are getting a star-studded cat, like, they're working their way up to this, this big star-studded cast. Yeah. For this right, game. And they already have, I, I hate that. Norman Reedus. Yeah. Norman Reedus, yeah. 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 I was about to say Daryl Dixon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, not in this game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that game looks so trippy. It's going to be real crazy, but the fact that he's, you know, he's kind of doing it on his own. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. nobody to rein him in on this one. It could get real nuts. Definitely. Yeah. There's going to be lots well, of I'm... weird theories by the end of it. Like, what the heck did we just watch? What happened? Yeah. Now, there's so many things with the trailers that they've already released. It's like, yeah. you know, if you watch all three of them at the same time in sync, different things happen from one to another. Oh, my gosh. And, like, they, so they play many together. details. Yeah. It's, it's oh, bananas. Wow. Yeah. Y'all should go go look that up after yeah. the fact. I've it's seen, cool. I've seen the trailers just because they're interesting. But, yeah, I'm curious to see the actual details that's, that are easy to miss because those sound really cool. Yeah. it's It, it really shows, like, video games as art. Oh yeah, so far. yeah. Of course, so. you know who, we're probably still two or three years from that game coming out. But yeah, right. man, who knows what it's going to be when it comes out? Um, yeah. Speaking about Last of Us, the Naughty Dog director Neil Druckmann he uh, he basically said he hopes that a Last of Us movie never happens. I agree. I'm torn on it. I don't. The Tomb Raider movie's happening. Yeah, and it's going to be the game one to one. I mean, it's totally that agree with that. <laughs> I think it's a good way to get people into the story. Yeah. Okay. Because that rebooted Tomb Raider story is phenomenal. I I think that video game stories, and this is probably elitist of me, but should be for the gamers. And, I and think I'm not that's... saying that you shouldn't have a Tomb Raider movie, but you should have a Tomb Raider movie that is for those gamers that have been putting money into your game. I think that sort of mindset is why video game movies have felt so fantastically for the last three decades. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's the other way around. I'm, I'm in the other boat. I'm saying, like, Mario Bros. was meant for Hollywood, and mm. fi- uh, Street Fighter was meant for Hollywood. Um, I'll give you Street Fighter. I'll give you Street Fighter. But the Mario Bros. thing went off the rails from even like there is no real good story for Mario Brothers. That's true. Let's, and they were like, making up all modern. kinds of crap on the fly. You know? Yeah. I think I guess a good example double advocate like your side of things would have been World of Warcraft. Was very much for the fan. Yes. And that failed because that was too much for the fan. And not enough for everybody else. Right. I, I think I think the Tomb Raider movie's got a good chance of succeeding because 
It's a really well done story. We know that mm-hmm. from people that have played the video game. I love that story. And they're going to, I really hope, adapt it into a really well done movie start to finish from the ground up. Yes, you're rehashing that story for people that have already played the game, but mm-hmm. you're going to bring a whole new generation of people. You know, my parents, my parents aren't going to play video games. That's true. But my dad very well may love that movie if it comes out well. But say it comes out well, they start doing this for a, a ton of different video games. What's the point of playing the video game if I can just watch the movie? Because you have agency with the character. That's what's always been the strength of video games. Yeah. I I feel like it cheapens the gameplay experience. I feel I like think if the a game... Last of Us movie, if you were to watch that movie, is not going to have nearly as much emotion on you and pull on you as playing the game would have. Well, I, I would agree with you. As a game player, I agree with you. But I still think it would be cool if my dad could get that sort of... Get that, that story. story and that sense of emotion from a well-done film that okay. told that story. And then I would have some sort of basis as a gamer. I would have some sort of basis, some sort of ground level to talk to him about something that I've played through and enjoyed. True. And yeah. he would have a basis to be able to talk to me back, even though he's never played the game. Yeah. And it can help people who, yeah, would never want to play video games, take video games a little bit more seriously as a form of art. As we were like just saying, mm-hmm. you know, video games can be a form of art. This definitely shows it because you say, oh, you know, I'll play it for the, like, the story. And so if they actually watch the movie, then they can maybe understand that a little bit. Um, the, the two examples that I think have formed my opinion, and they're very modern, is me and Shelly were talking about earlier, King's Lave. I think it's a really good example of something adding value to a game already made. And then the, on the other side of that book that's forming this opinion is Ratchet and Clank, which was literally the video game put in a movie form. There were scenes that were basically the exact same thing. And so, but on the other side of that, it wasn't live action. You know, it was it was a video game, and then they literally took cutscene style animation and made a movie out of it. So it's a little bit different there, I suppose. Yeah. But And of course, I think we also should just consider that people like taking in different forms of different media, different mediums of taking in a story. Some people like watching a movie. Some people like playing video games. Some people like reading comic books or reading regular books and they're all valid. So yeah, you could look at it as a, a book to a movie adaption. My My brother loves movies, loves movies. And, and he will watch them until the cows come home. I don't, I enjoy movies on occasion, Mm-hmm. But I prefer to have agency in that world and to explore it myself and find, you know, right. find the notes that the doctor left behind so that I get the back, you know, that little bit of backstory and exactly and get my story that way. I, I prefer to play through a story and, and experience it f- firsthand. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think? Use the hashtag GUGCast. Yeah, let you us gotta, know. You got to settle a settle an argument here. <laughs> <laughs> movies or games yeah team joe or team cody <laughs> over here <laughs> oh man team joe or team cody that could get that could get rough joe's gonna win <laughs> uh, we got a lot of gamers that, that play uh, uh, <laughs> what was that <laughs> i'm still torn on it because i i think that there's good 
Yeah, why not both, LJ says. I agree. Yeah, I might be on LJ's side a little bit. (laughs) I I played through Tomb Raider. I love that that game. I love that story, and I'm looking forward to seeing it on the silver screen. So, yeah. But I get where you're coming from with Ratchet & Clank, because that was a bad movie. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it was... I, I don't know why it was a bad movie. Like, it was bad. I didn't like it at all. I was super bored. But I really enjoyed the game. I think that might be why you were super bored, though, because it's it's a story that you didn't really care to watch. You would rather play. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that movie was for you. Okay. I think that movie might have been for your four-year-old cousin that (laughs) can't play those games yet. Yeah. That's possible. Okay. Yeah. Like, the only way to make video game movies work, in my opinion, my opinion is to just... It has to be a good story. The game has to have a good story. And I don't know about Ratchet and Clank... How good of its story is, but I've never played. But all I know is it's that not a good story. Yeah, it's just exactly. Fun. So then it's just right. seems kind of weird. it's humorous. Th- same thing with World of Warcraft. Like you don't play it for the story. It's an MMO. You play with your friends and you play with the it world. It could have had a better story. Now I will say like, this though: I've been playing through Final Fantasy fourteen, and that's a phenomenal story. But it's taken me two hundred hours to get through it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And then it's a matter so of crunching it into the movie awesome. time, and then that. That doesn't work if you try to rush things. Yeah. So no, we s- was, we saw how that worked with Avatar. Oh my god! It's kind of the situation with um, what was the Isamus Metroid Prime? Yeah. Oh yeah. They were going to make a Metroid Prime movie, and Nintendo felt uncomfortable with questions. The question of what does Samus Aran do when she's not killing aliens, and they didn't have an answer. They didn't know, and so. The story was very action-packed, but they didn't have a story beyond that for the characters. Where it's going to be the same for Tomb Raider. You know, what does she do when she's not fighting people? I mean, she's a college student. Yeah, and so there's a, there'd be their story there. Yeah. There's a story to tell. Where was yeah. Thomas around there wasn't. I think that they could have made something, but that was Nintendo's worry. They didn't want Hollywood deciding what Thomas around did on her free time and not <laughs> them, and they didn't have anything. Yeah. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Uh, kind of supporting Cody's viewpoint, though, here. Uh, the Naughty Dog director has also come out and said that he he's a big fan of the Uncharted Origins story idea because it doesn't directly tie in with the existing... It, it supplements the content. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Naughty Dog so, director is Team Cody. I'll say, <laughs> well, or maybe your Team Neil Druckmann. <laughs> maybe. Who came first? <laughs> The chicken, chicken or the, or the egg? egg? Yeah. Who's the chicken? Who's the egg? The weird thing is that it's a duck egg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving I on into the pool list for the week. Naughty dog. So this week we're we're not getting a ton of stuff. Um, the Switch is getting payday two. Okay. Which the other platforms have all had forever. Uh, if right. you like dirt, kind of like a dirt. Oh, shoot. Yeah, dirt. Dirt's the name of the game. Yeah, um, like rally cross driving games. Oh, okay. there's a game coming out this week called dirt. Dirt. I, I definitely thought you. Yeah, I was. What? Yeah. Because of the name of the game. <laughs> well, no, it's funny because there's a the there's a game called soil. Dirt that is rally. Yeah, it's rally dra- uh, racing. Got it. And so gravel comes out this week. If you're looking for a rally racing game, that's funny because yeah, Dirt is another actual rally game. So it's like one of them is Great Value Brand. Actually, I don't know who makes gravel. It might be the people that made dirt. Oh, that would make sense. That would be funny. 
Um, I was going to say, it could be a Coke or Pepsi situation. Yeah. The answer is Coke, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you like Mountain Dew, and then the answer is Pepsi. <laughs> See, this is so derailed. But, uh, <laughs> I love Coca-Cola, but I hate all other Coca-Cola products. Coke is my first choice, but then Mountain Dew, Sierra Mist. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well. Uh, this Random is, fact. Gravel is not by, made by the same people, by the way. Okay. Good to know. So it is another. So it is Pepsi. <laughs> yeah. Pepsi, 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 um, Pepsi. There's a game coming out this week called Mulaka. I don't know anything about it. It sounds cool. Yeah. Comes out to, I think, everything this week. De Blob 2. Wait. Yep, that's right. On- PlayStation 3 game. It's coming I out. Played, I played the crap out of the reg, like the blob one on the Wii. Yeah. I played it so much, and I think I got the second, and I didn't play as much just because it was. I don't even remember. I don't even think it was a bad game, but I played. That was one of my favorite games on the Wii. Well, now you can play it. I, I think it's coming to Switch. Oh my god. I know gosh. it's coming to PS4 and Xbox One. I'm going to get it. I love Malaka that looks game. looks gorgeous. Just throwing that I, out there. It's because it's the. It's been out forever. It's the colors, and then it's the jazz music. It's like two of my favorite things. Well, I, I have I, a lot Malaka. of things. Malaka is gorgeous. But <laughs> no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the blob. Talk about the, the blob. I'm only talking yeah. about the blob. That's all that matters. So, Just paint the town red and listen to saxophone music all day. That's all anyone needs. Yeah. Well, okay. And then if you got a PSVR, if you're one of those rare few still holding on to one. Uh, Moss comes out this week, and that looks like a super cool, super cute little game with a mouse, which I think is Moss the mouse. Wait, oh, is that the one that has um sign language, American sign language in it? Oh, I didn't think about that, yeah. but I think now that you say that, I think there yeah, may be something related to the, it in the, there. The mouse does that, if I remember correctly, and that's like really cool. Yeah, it, it almost feels kind of red wallish, I think, from, yeah. what, from pictures I've seen and things. What I've heard about it. Yeah, so that comes out this week as Did well. Did you guys see the VR thing that was the ring? No. Yes. He was looking yes. at his TV. I did see that. And then it comes out of the TV and up against it. That sounds like a good VR. way to get me to punch something in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. There's a reason well. I don't do scary stuff. <laughs> uh, this does not look like that. This looks adorable. Yeah, Moss is Moss is a cute looking game. That's it for games for the week, though. Shelly, what are you into? Sweet, I actually have a couple things to talk about for geeking out. I'm finally playing Unfinished Ruby tonight with my friends. It's been so Yay. long. Every time I'm on this podcast, I'm like, I haven't finished it yet, and now I'm, we're gonna try to do it unless uh, we get really behind for some reason. But I think. It'll be fine. It's all on YouTube. The reason we couldn't watch very consistently is because we'd watch um, the new episodes on roosterteeth.com and the traffic mm-hmm. would be so bad it's impossible to watch. It would buffer way too much. But watching on YouTube is fine. So it should be great. And I'm really excited because I love Ruby. Yeah. Um, also, I started Breath of the Wild. Well, I started Breath of the Wild DLC in general a long time ago, but I finally started the Battle right. of the Goddess DLC. Battle of Champions. That's what I mean. That's that's I know. not Battle of the Goddess. That's that's another thing. Um, yeah. So, Isn't that the orchestra thing? Yes, that is what <laughs> I think. So um, something like that. Yeah, but no, I the Battle of the Champions. That's what I've been playing. And how far so, are you? 
I started yesterday and the day before, and now I'm just about to... F- um, I'm doing the rest of the shrines for Rivali, but I've done the rest of them. Okay. So I don't really know what comes after you get all four, but I'm approaching that. I just got... In fact, yeah, I just unlocked the last shrine for Rivali before I have to go fight the thing. And then, yeah, I don't know what happens after that, so... It's, it's an amazing DLC. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. I just, I've been reading all the diaries. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It's, I've never... Legends of the characters have always been kind of okay. But they right. put so much time and energy into putting, making these champions actual characters. Um, with their own personalities and their own histories. It's so cool. Um, and there's... Rivali's a jerk. Dude, Rivali's so funny. I was laughing reading his diary. He's like, oh man, I'm trying to figure out how it's what's like to be so talentless. I'm trying though. I'm just like, dude. <laughs> oh man, he's one of my favorites. He's They're, a jerk. Yeah, but um, They're all great, yeah. Arbosa is probably still my favorite though. She's great. And just like the cutscenes mm-hmm. you get where they're actually fighting and doing things and you never get to see them do before because you hear all these things where, oh, they are the best fighter of this or they're such a good archer. But now you actually get to see it and be like, yeah, oh, you get to yeah. see why they're champions. Yeah, exactly. So it just makes you really way more sad that they're dead. <laughs> like, why can't no. they still be around? Oh, yeah. It'd be cool to be able to play as them. That'd be really hard to, like, get into a game, but... Yeah, I have no idea how they do that. I just... I think that's one of the... The DLC itself is just kind of frustrating gameplay-wise. Like, I'm a little tired of shrines. I Mm -hmm. didn't think there'd be so many steps to get to every point. Because you start with the weird trident thing where you just kill everything with it. But you also die super Mm -hmm. easily. And then you get... Yeah, do more shrines. Go to these places do these things to unlock more shrines. Um, and then you finally get like the bonuses or whatever. But what's keeping me going is learning more about the champions. Cause those it's so cool. So mild, if not major spoilers. But... Oh yeah. Sorry. It's been a while. It's been out for it's been a while out for a while. It's that game's hard to say that there's spoilers because it's a lot of the reason it's uh, it's not story driven really their only story is within these characters essentially um and within yeah. the cutscenes and things like that but even then it's a legend zelda game you know the beginning and you know the end well maybe not the beginning but you know the end <laughs> it's always <laughs> the same but sorry that's that's just been really fun i've been playing too much of that um and i've also i'm very close to finishing fire emblem binding blade i'm I'm so close. That game is hard and it's not very, it doesn't have a very good story. So it's been really hard to get myself motivated to finish it, but I want to start Sacred Seals because people are like, Sacred Seals, it's super easy and it's a better story. So I'm like, well, but I have to finish this. I gotta, I gotta pull through. I gotta do it. So I only gotta have a make sure you left. employ Greenpeace. What? what? <laughs> For the Sacred Seals. Oh, sacred stones. <laughs> no, no, Greenpeace seals. Oh, save the seals. Oh, I get it now. I didn't get it before. I am lost. <laughs> Wait, what seals? Is there seals in arf arf seals? Yeah, that those, I got that. Yeah. I got your joke, but I just don't understand. There's Gr- sacred green. seals in Fire Mom Heroes. Those are okay. a thing. 
But Sacred, Sacred Stones Got is it. a game. Got That's it. not heroes. So <laughs> I was so good. I was like, where did seals come from? Yeah, don't worry. Um, but yeah, <laughs> and then I'll finally be able to play Ike's Sorry, games. Joe. I'm excited for that because those are apparently the best story, but also really hard. So yay! Um, I already mentioned before our um, my roommates and I are going to try to watch more Marvel movies to make sure we're all ahead. Of course, I need to see Black Panther. Hopefully soon. Um, it's crazy. I mean, I guess it's not surprising that theaters are still so full right now, but like theaters are still like very full right now. So it's, I know it'd be hard to even get in to find the movie. Anyway, and I've been excited for the pledge drive. So that's yeah. Oh, yeah. still a thing. And I was looking through my steam library i forgot i bought transistor and so i might play it for oh that's a good game yeah i bought it because it was on sale and i'm like oh my gosh i've heard so many good things about this game everyone plays it so i i have it i just haven't opened it yet it's got a good soundtrack too yeah cool i've heard the soundtrack i've (laughs) there are times where i'm just on spotify listening to video game music and transistor music will come up and i'm like ooh. We should just play this game. Spine of the world, yeah. Yeah. Looks cool. So, yeah. Did, did you say you're looking... Oh, oh, say your Marvel movie stuff again. Because I'm going to be... I'm binge-watching all of them. I'm not binge-watching. We don't have a necessary plan. I, I think we're going to just try to watch all of them before Infinity Wars comes out. Okay. I have no idea if there's going to be an order to that. Um, I don't think it's going to include Incredible Hulk because people don't really count that um, so much. That. I'm forcing myself to watch it. So what we're doing is chronological. Okay. Not by release date, but by the time movie frame, time frame, which is really hard to do because there's a lot of like differing opinions. And every list I find is wrong, which <laughs> makes sense why there's probably differing opinions. So, like they had, I uh, spoilers. Um, they're just there's movies that have like recently released and. They, like, argue which one came first, and to me it was obvious. And I was like, why did you say this is fact when this is wrong? Uh, but we started with when, or, uh, we started with First Avenger, right, Captain America. Right, because that's definitely arguable. No, it's kind of inarguable that that is the first one that happens. Right. Chronologically. And that, well, I think it's kind of interesting, though. Captain Marvel comes out. It takes place in the 90s. Oh. So that'll be the second film, if you, if you play him that way. Ooh. I'm going to watch the Hulk, but I'm not excited for it. Okay. I've seen the Hulk so many times. Wait, which Hulk? The Incredible Hulk with... The not Mark Ruffalo, but should have been oh. Mark Ruffalo. I'm so bad with names today. I just said his name earlier today. Edward Norton? Edward Norton. That's a good one. I it's Most people don't like it. I do like uh, it. Most people are wrong. I've just... I've seen it like six times. Well, that's excessive. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> so watching it again, I'm like, I really don't need to see this movie again. I've seen it. And like Shelly said, it doesn't really pertain to the story at hand. Whereas everything else does mildly like to the Avengers. Yeah. So, and then the Avengers kind of stems off. Yeah. It, it snowballs out with Iron Man and everything else. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I'm excited to do it all in chronological order. I've never watched them in this order before. And there's a lot of movies that I've only seen like once. Yeah. I have been fortunate enough 
to watch every movie in theater so far. And I got oh, lucky with the cool. Hulk. Yeah. The Hulk, I went to like a dollar movie theater. I wasn't going to watch it. And we ended up at a dollar theater. And we're like, well, let's watch Hulk. I haven't seen that yet. And watched it like months after it came out. Hmm. But it was big screen popcorn movie theater. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I've seen I... most all of them. And I watched them before, not before Ultron came out, before Civil War came out in order, pretty much. Never I actually seen Hulk, though. So I think you've Hulk never seen the Hulk? No, I've never seen Hulk. Well, then you gotta watch it. Eh. I think Hulk was the first movie to. that had an after-credits cutscene. Right, That's but that's the only reason people count it. Did it come out before Iron Man? Because Iron Man had an end credit scene, too. Uh, that's well, a good Hulk question. Well, Hulk had I don't know. Iron Man in it. Yeah, I think Iron Man came before Hulk, and Iron Man has Nick Fury. Okay. Yeah. But I didn't watch the end credit scene back then. Yeah, I didn't either. I don't think I watched right. the Hulk one either. I think I saw the Hulk one online later on, and then went back to Iron Man. All that said, I think the Hulk was a good movie. I just don't yeah. know where to watch it. No one owns I it. I say that all I'm, my roommates I'm a decade removed from it. Collectively, like all of the Marvel movies. Almost all. You should of try them, to find not it. Hulk. It's, I. It's not worth rewatching, but I definitely think it's worth watching once. Yeah. It is. I mean, it started it all. It's very serious. It's before they realized that Hulk could be funny. Oh. He's very right. like monstrous and yeah. he's wrestling with himself. There was a conversation a while back. I can't remember if it was a director or if it was Feige, Feige, whatever you say his name, Kevin Feige, Feige. He, I think it was him. He said that the problem with Hulk is you're watching an entire movie where a guy doesn't want to become what you want to watch. Ooh. And so because of that, it's really hard for viewers to like enjoy it. That makes but sense. It, you get the abomination, and the abomination is so cool in that movie. And he is referenced throughout uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff. Okay. So it's canon, technically. Yeah. Well. Blomsky. Cool. Um, I'm going to transition into movie news. So, yeah. uh, the big movie news that we, that Cody sort of touched on at the top of the podcast. So Black Panther actress, Letitia Wright, she was Princess Shuri in the movie. And of course I haven't seen it yet, so I don't really know who she is, but apparently she <laughs> was awesome. She's probably pretty cool. one of the best act, best characters in the, in the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. she's cool. Cool. Um, but yeah, so there was an article about um, basically how she's become Christian because she, you know, she, she basically took a sabbatical. She mm-hmm. stopped acting for a little bit because she wanted to, she got to know God and basically became a Christian. And um, right. it's just really cool because in this, like, in this link, she um, talks about how she doesn't need to be feel value or to have the happiness just from acting. It's not there's so much pressure acting because that's not, you know, where her value comes from anymore. It comes from the relationship with God. And that's where her happiness comes from. Um, so that's really cool to, to hear about because she's very, yeah. she's very open about it. And um, yeah. The queen, the actress plays the queen, not queen. Well, yeah, it was the queen uh, in the movie, the mother of the black Panther. She is also Christian. There were talks about them on set having conversations about what led them to be where they are in that movie. 
I know most of them talked about the miracles that have happened that gave them, you know, the chances to get whatever role that got into the next oh, role. Oh, that's so cool. See where they, yeah. I love that. Because you don't really hear about Christian actors besides Chris Pratt, essentially. Right. <laughs> um, but so to, to have an actress, especially from such a big movie like this, um, mm-hmm. to just talk about that in a very, you know, relatable way, not in a way, um, you know, in the very, yeah, where you connect, connect to pieces of, like, acting and feeling pressure from acting and then going to God and finding grace from God um, is something that, um, it also talks about how she was thinking of maybe even just stop acting altogether, but she wants to sort of be an example and sort of a light in Hollywood, which is mm-hmm. awesome. I love, too, that she said she was, she went looking for God. And then became a Christian. Yeah. I thought that was, it's a really small thing, but I thought that was interesting that. Yeah. In looking for God. She said something like, okay, Jesus, I'll try you out. And then she just kept staying, you know, she's still a Christian. She found it. So. Found what she was looking for. Yeah. Um, So it's just a, it's so good. It's one of those things where it just perfectly combines geek and grace and geeks and a grace and. Yeah. (laughs) It's such a happy thing. I don't know. Um, I hope she's not getting flack for it. I really, really hope she's not because that tends to happen. But mm-hmm. so yeah, you can look her up, Letitia Wright. Um, yeah, some other things. Uh, also Marvel related. Mark Hamill kind of wants to be in the third Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And I hope it happens. James Gunn is kind of okay with it. <laughs> he seems okay with it. So I love that whole conversation. <laughs> Yeah. They're talking about it. I should let you tell the story, but they're they're talking about it, and he's like, wait, if we're serious, here's my info. Yeah, it was basically all on, like, Twitter, yeah? Where he was just like, yeah, if you're serious, here's my, yeah, here's my information and stuff like that, so, um, that'd be really funny, I think. I don't know what he'd play, but it'd be amazing. Yeah, Guards of the Galaxy 3 is so, um, in the, far in the future, they're not filming really soon or they're just still scripting i think actually um yeah i think so so honestly they could write him in as any weird little character like they do with um wow why did i forget his name not who you're thinking of special sloan had a small part oh no he does have a small part they could yeah even him i was just thinking mr marvel why? Mr. Marvel. No, no, what? Old guy, Obviously. mustache, Old guy. every movie. Stan, Stan Lee. Stan Lee. What the crap? I was uh, thinking his name I was... I can't... Why? I was like, his name starts with an A, with, a, with an S. Why am I thinking <laughs> Sam? It's not Sam. It's Stan Lee. Wow. Okay. I've forgotten everyone else's names on the show today, no, so... No, it's... Yeah. You're it. just rubbing up on me. Why? Why yep. do I be like that? Um... <laughs> But even, honestly, even if they just throw him into, like, a tiny, dumb part like that, I'm pretty sure people would go crazy. I mean, yeah. he didn't talk. He barely was in a Star Wars movie. You know? A in Luke Skywalker one. cameo would be fantastic. <laughs> it's all owned by Disney. <laughs> yeah, you totally can do it. It's, it's Guardians of the Galaxy, right? So, I mean, yeah. it would make no sense. It's not like they're actually connected, but just having something that looks like him... I think that'd be hilarious. It's something that yeah. only Guards of the Galaxy could pull off, I think. 
there was a big hope in the first movie when they get to the collectors that there was like a lightsaber uh, or something. Star Lord would pick up like a lightsaber oh my gosh, or something. That'd be amazing. But yeah, just a small reference. Be fun. Yeah. So that'd be really cool. Um, if you want to see that conversation, you could go on Twitter, I suppose. It's pretty funny. Yeah. But, and finally, something not Marvel related, but DC related. Uh, we finally have a first image of Death of Superman. That's going to be an animated movie. Yeah. And they already had a movie. Apparently it wasn't good, though. Or people didn't like it. I, I don't know if it wasn't good. It's just, this looks much more on par with their newer movies. Yeah. And their newer movies are really, really good. Animated. Animated movies. Yes, animated. <laughs> Definitely got to make sure that's clear. <laughs> yeah. I'm not talking about Batman vs. Superman, uh... which also had... The death of Batman or death of Superman. Right. But this is, um, yeah, they say they're going to try to stick better to the source material back to the comic to be more accurate mm-hmm. with it. So that's always a good sign. I think when it comes it to it was super emotional and we haven't really since the comics happened had the, the emotional, you know, aftermath of Superman dying. Yeah. I hate Superman. We know. Really? <laughs> yeah. We've gone over this. <laughs> I, mean, I was going to say, I mention it every single time. Every you know single that they, time that we mention this character. He's, he's based off of Jesus. Yeah, Jesus was weak to the sun. <laughs> well, Jesus was the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! <laughs> no, they, he's got uh, a lot of ties. The, the people who created him. Ties. A lot of ties. The savior, perfect being oh, yeah. type thing going on. I thought you were talking about like dress ties. <laughs> like he definitely wears a cape, not a Bow tie. Ties Neither cool. of them wear ties. <laughs> um. Anyway, so if you're a fan of the DC animated movies, that's something to look forward to, I suppose. I mean, Justice League—he literally rises from the dead to save the world. Yeah, that's a little too on the nose. Yeah, so you get you get much more blunt. But than he that. got laser eyes. They're like, laser <laughs> yeah, Jesus eyes. totally had laser eyes. <laughs> we don't know. Right? And ice breath and x-ray vision. Oh, man. <laughs> We're reading different Bibles. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. Uh, that's all the movie news. Cool. I, I, I almost forgot that I had watched it, which is probably bad, but I always forget that I almost watched that I've seen something right before the podcast. I watched on Netflix the Full Metal Alchemist movie, the live action. The movie movie. Yeah. I, I just started watching Brotherhood again. I Brotherhood's never one of my favorite animes of all time. I still need to see it. Well, it's on there. I still haven't seen any Full Metal Alchemist. So Ever? Nope. Say that. Watch watch Full Metal Alchemist, the anime. I can't and Brotherhood. I can't watch it yet. <laughs> Why? My DM, who is also my boyfriend, says that the villain is too similar to the villain in the campaign. So we gotta beat the campaign before I can watch it or else there'll be spoilers. Oh, wow. And he said it was completely unintentional, too. Like, he was just watching it and happened to notice that they were very, very similar. And I'm like, okay, well, that's fine, I guess. I can wait, but... Yeah. To anyone though, uh, before you watch a live action movie, watch the animes because they're going to be way better. Yeah. Than they just the brought they just brought Brotherhood back onto Netflix. I don't know how long it's going to be there. 
Yeah. It's amazing. Brotherhood specifically is my favorite anime of all time. Uh, it's just, it's so well done. I mean, it took two tries to do it, but not a lot of animes get a second chance. The first yeah. one was, was good, though, too. The second one's more accurate to the to the manga. Right. Yeah, you won't hear me talk have... about manga very often, but that's one that I've read most of and I, I really like. Mm-hmm. I've never read the manga. The The first one, they had stayed close to the manga up to a certain point, and then they had gotten past where the manga was written. So they made the rest on their own. And the manga continued after the show was done. And so they remade it. And it's got the same voice actors, which is really cool. Uh, it's, it's an amazing anime. So this live-action movie came out, and I was frustrated because it's literally the only anime where people shouldn't get mad if it's whitewashed. And it was Japanese-made. <laughs> so it's like they aren't whitewashed in any way. It's Japanese characters, even though it kind of plays in an alternate reality of Nazi Germany. You ever see those par- parallels? I was going to say, knowing what I know about the characters, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, there's actually one of the animated movies. He goes back to Earth and goes to our Earth, and he ends up in Nazi Germany. I mean, I isn't King Bradley the Fuhrer? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's a lot. So it that was my thing. I was like, it could have made this, you could have whitewashed this, and it would have totally been fine for Hollywood to do it. But... And I completely went into watching this movie with zero expectations, and I think that's probably a reason I like it so much, is because I was ready to just, like, talk garbage about it the whole time. I mean, we know how Death Note went. (laughs) Yeah. It is the most accurate rendition of an anime or anything I think I've ever seen. The story diverts, which I think is cool, because now you have a third storyline of the same story. And it's got that same, it starts off the same way, and then branches out. Which I thought was really cool, but the the way the characters are acted feels like an anime. Like they do things that are very anime esque. The clothing is straight from the anime. Like they didn't Hollywood it up, or Hollywood tries to make costumes more realistic. They literally like like cosplay. That's cool. Almost. He's got the red coat. He looks exactly like he would in the anime. He gets super and, angry anytime somebody says the word small. Oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> okay that that too the actor that is playing edward is probably <laughs> he's got the greatest facial expressions i've ever seen yeah it's almost like a jim carrey thing only it's not as ridiculous it's more it's, it's anime it right. has these anime reactions you have things. to you can't you don't have animators to animate the movie for you you got to use your own animation to make it animated <laughs> sure <laughs> Quote me I on that. it it's not dubbed, so I had an issue with that. I'd actually watch the movie. <laughs> I, I tend to watch and like I, I tend to watch anything while I'm on my phone. I'm really bad about that, but it's it's legitimately the buildings, the sets were straight out of the anime. It was so cool to see everything just pulled out into. It was like watching something come off the page. Hmm. Or not page, but you know what I mean. Yeah off the screen into real life. I I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. So if if you're a fan of Full Metal Alchemist, you haven't watched it in a while, but you, you have good fond memories of it, go, go check it out. I think you'll like it. Joe, as, as much as you love, if you read the manga and the animes and stuff, I think you'll have fun with it. Okay, cool. It, it's not perfect. The CGI is done by Square Enix. And Square Enix does a lovely job, but they are very CGI looking. Sure, but 
in a, in a live action, I mean, what are you going to do with some of that stuff? Right. You yeah. have I mean, to there's do literal, CGI. There's literal like walls coming out, and they look kind of like video game esque, but it it fits so well. It just it feels it feels totally different than any other movie experience I've had where they've they've tried. The movie knew what it was, and it did it really well. Good way to put it. Square Enix's stuff looks like Square Enix, but it was fun to see uh, what they did with stuff. Like they have, I want to give anything away. They have they have creatures and things that uh, it, it feels very Square Enix, but it's also from Alchemist stuff that you know. It's fun. Speaking of anime, uh, Fate Apocrypha. We talked a bit a little bit about it last week. I was still saying it's very dark, which it is. It, it's a dark, dark anime, but I am so pleasantly pleased with the ending i did not intend to take any christian conversation out of it whatsoever which probably is saying something and then it ends i think it's the episode before the last with this like full conversation on basically this is going to get in a little bit of spoiler territory but the bad guy's motivation is to save everybody he wants salvation for everyone. And the way that he's going to do that is wipe away all evil on earth. So a person can't do anything evil. Therefore, they would be perfect. Therefore, they would not have any sin. They would they'd go to heaven. And it, we're talking about like a, a Christian, loosely, um, heaven, hell, sin, theology. And so that's, that's his plan. And the, the conversation turns into... If you have, if you do that, if you, you take every evil away from everybody, then there isn't technically any good in anyone. They just exist. They're not doing anything good because there's nothing to compare it to. Right. Uh, and so basically without evil, there isn't love uh, because it's just existing. And there's no, there's no experiences. There's no choice. Um, and it was really, really cool. Like, it was not something I was expecting. They were in a church, and I didn't even figure that it was, like, a Christian thing, because anime tends to do that. They'll put them in a church, and then they'll know nothing about Christian religion. They'll just say that it's Christian. They'll be across somewhere. Uh, the fact that they got into, like, a theological conversation in an anime was really, really interesting to me. Yeah, that's... That said, I know a lot of people are going to want to check it out now. Do know that it is incredibly incredibly dark like i would even last week i said that it reminds me of castlevania how dark castlevania was it might be darker than castlevania wow there's a there's a lot of creepy stuff going on like i don't remember if i've gone that far last week but like dead children creepy dark <laughs> joe's face yeah says that's it all. that's a different kind yeah. of that's a different kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't, they're not glorifying it anyway. It's supposed to be horrific. It's it's kind of a, there's there's a horror aspect to the whole thing. But uh, I completely caught me off guard. So good on Fate Apocrypha for doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Going on some TV news. It's, it's such a weird, I don't know. It's, it's a weird anime. I was not prepared for anything that that show was because you saw Fate Zero, right, Joe? Yeah. 
at Fate Zero was dark right. at times. They had the the magician it could be. thing. Yeah. It it gets to that, but it's like that the whole show. Okay. Is a good way to put it. So the dark because Fate Zero gets really dark for a little bit, but it's not a constant. Question. I feel like yes. I've asked this before and you probably answered it before, but I forgot. So, are all the Fate anime connected or not? <sighs> yeah, uh, they're all in parallel worlds. They're timelines. Yeah. There's oh. alternate timelines. Okay. Do they ever have the same characters? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, there's, there's Fate, Stay Night. Yes. And that was the first one that I know of. And I haven't seen that. Fate Stay Night was a story. You haven't they made... seen Fate Stay Night? <laughs> I don't think so. It looks kind of attacked. Uh... <laughs> Which one was dark? Which one had the the redheaded kid that ended up being really evil? That could have been Stay Night. I don't think it was, though. I, I mean, I wouldn't know. I just know that eventually I kind of want to watch those. But I'm not sure what order or if there is an order... Or anything like that. No, no, I have not seen Fate Stay Night. I wanted to make sure that I was on the right track. So Fate Stay Night is the first one they made. I had not watched that one. Then they made Fate Zero, which was the prequel to that, to Fate Stay Night. And then after that, they made Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works, which is the same as the first one. Oh, that's what you mentioned. Yeah. But it's an alternate timeline. Interesting. Okay. Joe's muted. Sorry, LJ. Okay, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, so I guess I did say Stay Night, but I I watched Unlimited Blade Works. I didn't. I was like, when when you say Fate Stay Night, I assume Unlimited Blade Works. Okay. Yeah, so they're two different stories. Okay. That are really close. And then Fate Apocrypha is complicated because it's a sequel to unlimited blade works or maybe stay night but it is not a direct sequel it's like if something happened differently hmm. in stay night then this would kind happened. of like legend of zelda yeah with all of the weird if this had happened this is what would have this is the outcome or Mm-hmm. Twilight it's Princess versus it. Wind Waker, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, I the way I watched him, and I've been told to watch it the other way around, but watch Fate Zero, and then watch either Stay Night or Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works, uh, and then you can go back and watch the other one. Yeah. I did. I would go with Unlimited Blade Works because it's newer and it's beautiful. That's yeah. And it's way more charming than Zero <sighs> is because Zero is really dark at times, as we were saying, and. Uh, yeah, it's you'll you'll get characters. Those are direct sequels to each other. It's just Fate, Stay Night, and Unlimited Blade Works could be they're two of the same sequel at different stories. So it's your choice which branch you want to go down. Okay. Coolio. Unlimited Blade Works is my favorite so far. It was really pretty. Story was really deep. Zero gave me a lot of context to that. Yeah. But uh, people say do the other do an opposite order because that's the release way. Right. It's like, do you watch the prequels before watching oh, Star, Star Wars. Wars? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, if Star Wars 4, 5, and 6 was super complicated and confusing, then I would say watch the prequels. And that's why I say watch the prequel in this this case. Got it. That makes sense. <laughs> Someone's going to be mad. They're like, it wasn't, it wasn't complicated. You're just dumb. But that's okay. It is complicated. I'm looking at the Wikipedia entry for Fate right now, and it is... It is more complicated than I ever assumed it would be. <laughs> well, yeah. it's it's pretty complicated. I'll look into <laughs> now it. Now getting on TV news. Yeah. We've educated some people. Uh, <laughs> this is... So, I'm, I'm laughing, but we, we're actually getting into like kind of a, a sad topic. Something that scared me this morning when I read it. Uh, Kevin Smith uh, is recovering from a heart attack. And I saw the heart attack thing. Had a heart attack. I hate media because they try to... They get you in. I mean, that was their point to make me click. Uh, so, like, the article that I had seen says, had a heart attack. And I, I clicked on it. and found out he, he's recovering from it. It happened just the other night, or it could have even been last night. I'm not sure. But it was very close to being fatal. 100%. They call it the Black the black Widow. The Widowmaker. 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 Um, yeah, one of his arteries was, I think it was an artery... One one of the things leading into his heart was a hundred percent clogged. Yeah, and so the doctor said he had, he had two shows that night, and the doctor said if he would have stayed for the second show and done the second show, he would have been dead by the end of that show, by the end of that night. Uh, but instead, because he had the feeling of a heart attack, he decided to go to the doctors, and he did so. It, it saved his life. Thank goodness. Um. Yeah. Paying attention to so, symptoms is important. Case in definitely. point. <sighs> right. And that dude's only... I mean, he's not even 50 years old yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he said 47. 47 or 48. He's young. Uh, yeah. And I think in the Christian community, it'd be really easy to see Jay and Silent Bob and be like, he's not, you know, part of the community, but Kevin Smith, like, he's, he directs a ton of movies. I I appreciate his opinion on movies because he's become this this film critic specifically of of comic book stuff. He, he's been collecting comic books since he was a child. He created Comic Book Men, which is I haven't watched in a long time, but was one of my favorite shows for a while. Uh, super informative if you want to check it out. He's part of the geek community. He's a very strong part of the geek community, which I consider myself a part of. So, I I'd be really really sad to see him go. Yeah. Uh, so, praying for Kevin Smith, and that actually gets into the second part of the story. And I, I want to preface this with we're not talking about the story because of the second part. Uh, I I was thinking about it. You know, as soon as I found the other part of the story, a lot of people would think that oh, we're just talking about it because now there's a Christian conversation involved, and there is. But I was planning on talking about Kevin Smith having a heart attack before that and i wanted i wanted people to know that that was genuine and not a segue into a uh a christian conversation for us as a christian podcast so kevin smith has a heart attack chris pratt tweets praying for you everybody gets really really mad because a lot of culture right now there's a whole stigma right now you know a tragedy happens and then the Christians, which are the most of the United States, or is perceived, uh, say prayers, thoughts and prayers are with you. And then they leave it at that. They don't do anything. 
uh, about the situation. And that is a, a mindset that a lot of people have. And so hearing Chris Pratt say, praying for you, a lot of people got mad there. He said, you're not going to be doing anything about it. Prayers don't do anything, you know, mocking him and all this stuff. James Gunn got in on the conversation and said, Chris Pratt doesn't need defending, but um, that whole idea is that people say it and then they don't do anything. There's not much that Chris Pratt can do but pray. Like Kevin Smith can pay his bills. He can definitely pay him better than I can personally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's nothing that Kevin Smith needed but prayer. And so um, I, wa- I wanted to mention that and just like it- it's really frustrating that uh, prayer is like looked down upon um, for those of us who believe in it. Yeah. For one. And I, n- I remember people when I was a kid, they were was- was- sorry. You'd say sorry. And people were like, you're not sorry if you're not going to do anything about it. You're not going to fix it. Um. But with prayer, that's that's not really really okay. Like when I'm when I'm praying, I I am legitimately praying to what I believe to be the creator of the universe about the situation, uh, and I've seen things happen through that. Yeah. And so, I don't know. Uh, you guys have thoughts on that at all? Uh, I guess my I have a lot of friends who are very yeah socially aware i suppose so they've had lots of like commentary about thoughts and prayers and whatnot and um Mm -hmm. so yeah it's frustrating when people always group the thoughts and prayers together because as christians we all know that as as christians we believe and know that prayers actually do something and when something like you know when tragedy happens it's probably one of the first things we should do um, and one of the mm-hmm. most powerful things we can do, even if it is somewhat indirect. Um, but it's a powerful tool that all Christians, you know, use and believe, um, especially in situations like this. But then, you know, you bring thoughts into it. And thoughts, you know, can be not helpful. Um, and I think so- basically... When, so those things have been sort of shoved together. And so from an atheist sort of view, they're both pointless. And they're both not taking action. They're both not doing anything. So it's just frustrating uh, from a Christian standpoint, I suppose. I was um, going to say, this, this isn't going to change an atheist's mind. But James 5.16. Uh, Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Amen. And like I said, you know, like I've got my I've got my my follow-up MRI this week. Like I've had a lot of people contact me and, and let me know that they're praying for me and that makes a world of difference. Like knowing that there's a cloud of witnesses who's got my back and the author of the entire known universe is right there with them. Like yeah. Whatever happens with my MRI, whatever happens with with the rest of my life, it's going to be okay. The universe is bigger than me, and and God's going to receive the glory no matter what happens. Like that's the whole reason in my mind. That's the whole reason I'm on this earth is to glorify right. Him anyway. Yeah. You know, like in in what I'm doing, like or what I'm not doing, uh, one way or another. Like it all points back to Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, Kevin Smith, you'll probably never listen to this, but <laughs> yeah, what I I'm praying for you. I'm sure everyone else is too. Uh, for you know, safe safe healing, quick healing. Uh, from a very terrifying event, the world would definitely miss you. Probably should have ended with that. We're going to the next story of the day. <laughs> I hate when I do that. It's all right. Uh, we got a first look at uh, Krypton's Brainiac, which looks really good, but it's a still image, so it's really hard to say. Doesn't it looks it looks movie quality though, which is exciting. It's good, especially coming from sci-fi. Yeah. We'll see if it's any good. I I'm still don't know how I feel about Krypton being a thing. Gotham, I thought was silly. Krypton, I feel like, is feeding off of something that I think is silly. I heard Gotham is really good, but the concept is silly. CSI Gotham. CSI Gotham. And then there's a reboot of a show called Reboot. Wow. Reboot. Reboot. Guardian Code. Uh, the Netflix is doing. It looks interesting. It looks kind of like Power Rangers meets Code Lyoko. Oh, you poor young children that weren't. I, I was a young child when Reboot was a, was a thing. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what reboot is. I'm it was sorry. it was one of the first CGI shows. Okay. okay. Yeah. Cause it's it looks like Power Rangers and I watched Power Rangers. I it, love Kodioko. That was one of my I enjoyed Kodioko, but it was the same episode every oh, episode. Yeah. You're the not so repetitive. It's the does concept look... that was the best thing for me. <laughs> the concept and the, the characters, not necessarily the story at all. I don't remember the story. It is not a binge watchable it's show. Not, no, it's a watch a couple episodes, take in this concept and these characters, and then you're happy and that's it. Yeah, yeah. this looks super, like watching the trailer for this, it looks super different than the original was. Because the original no. was just all characters that lived in the machine. Okay. Like they were programs, and and they, you know, they talked about how it would take like so many nanoseconds to go from one point to another, and how slow that was, and all this sort of stuff. This this straight up looks like a sideways Power Rangers, which hmm. yeah, characters go in. That's super weird. I I don't think I like that. That's not okay. that's not a reboot. Reboot. <laughs> okay. Oh man. It's Code Lyoko in live action. Yeah. Joe doesn't know what that is, but it, they literally they would they'd be at school. They went to a charter school, and they would go into the sewers. And down in the sewers, they had this like giant computer, and they would go in the computer just like this commercial does with these people, and they would go fight monsters in the computer. And if they didn't, then it affected the real world. So there was always yeah, there something. Was always, there was always the something on the um. There was always the computer guy, right? And he was always mm-hmm. by a computer and monitoring things, saying, "Hey, this is what's happening in at the school. You got to fix this like now." Ugh, it was great. Then they throw him in, and then they'd go fight. I don't think I would necessarily all... enjoy the show if I watched it again, but when I did watch it, it was amazing. I think I don't know. I have this love for technology, like digital people and creatures, because I was obsessed with Digimon too, and still kind of am. So I think it's yeah. it's off the same thing. <laughs> So I'm sure I would have loved Reboot if I had watched it, but I think I was just too young. Well, that is that is all the time we have for for today, which is a weird thing to say, but it's for real this time because me and LJ have a place to be. Um, okay, bye. Bye. Thank you, See you. Bye. Bye. The the, uh, the pledge drive is happening March first. 
I had to think about the date for some reason. I don't know, it's super Tomorrow, easy. Tomorrow, if Five you listen to on the day this is released. Yeah. Happens this Thursday. Uh, and so me and LJ are supposed to go pray with a bunch of people um, about the pleasure drive. We do that every year. Not to not to bring it back to that, but it's what we're going to go do. And we are two minutes late the way it is. So. Oh, no. Shelly, where can they find you at? You find me on Twitter at the Shellshock24 and Twitter, sorry, Twitch, Shellshock24. <laughs> and Joe? Joe knows games on Twitter, Right Fury Media, uh, and RighteousFuryMedia.com. And you find me at Cody Armor on Twitter. And also, you can find all of us during the Pledge Drive at twitch.tv slash Geeks and Grace. It's gonna be good. We're gonna have Keep a good gaming. time. Keep praying. And God bless. Peace. See you there. <laughs> <laughs>